you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. I got Bad Boys Matt Michael, Simon Street, and we don't have Sin City here tonight. He's uh, was attending officiating. A yeah, attending a wedding. And uh, once again, we want to shout out to our good uh, friend Porter. He's been uh, one of our day ones, uh, Mr. John, who uh, got married to Allison. I have to look up your name and uh, congratulations to you both. And um, we look forward to having you both now every week listening to the podcast in the comment section, letting us know how we're doing. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Three Count. We got three good topics here for you this uh, for the show. If you're watching, please feel free to throw the comments in as you see fit. We're all YouTube live. Twitch Live and on uh, Facebook Live. So please do that. And if you're just downloading and listening, thank you for downloading. We appreciate it. Let's get right into it. It's time. Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. One, two, three. Count talk. Count talk, baby. All right, let's get into our first one. This one's titled, The Warner Brothers Discovery Budget Cuts Are Very Bad News for AEW. And this is from CagesideSeats.com. All right, so this is how it reads. It goes, the aggressive cost-cutting measures at Warner Brothers Discovery are happening at a very bad time for Tony Khan and All Elite Wrestling. Uh, when Warner Media merged with Discovery earlier this year, it created some uncertainty about AEW's future due to the anticipated budget cuts. In the story of WBDs, of course, that's Warner Media Discovery, ongoing mass layoffs is in is, is in the news again this week. Uh, for example, as part of the efforts to save billions of dollars, it sounds like WBD plans to merge the HBO Max streaming service with Discovery Plus. Boy, that's a whole nother uh, <laughs> discussion yep. right there just to get into. But all right, let's just keep it going. Um, so Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer, described how WBD's budget cuts are changing the landscape for AEW as the company tries to secure a lot of more money on a new TV deal with WBD. This is uh, all quotes from Meltzer. If you're an AEW fan the last two days, not good news at all. We knew that WBD was going to do slash on the on um, the budgets, but it really feels like the prestige programming that TNT had that that's going to be out the window. I just have this feeling aside from the NBA that TNT and TBS is just going to be another station on cable. It looks like 
They just want to slash things. And CNN, too, for that matter, they're slashing everything. A lot of executives at HBO Max are going to be gone. A lot of the budget from HBO Max is probably going to be down. They're really trying to cut a lot of money. And they know that the one thing that they feel that they have to keep, which is going to cost them a lot of money, is NBA. It's probably the worst time possible to go in there and ask for a big raise in rates. It's going to be very interesting. As far as giving it a big increase in rights, they're going to, they're really going to have to find outside bidders. And then that becomes problematic because if you go to a weaker station, your numbers aren't going to look good. TBS is the perfect fit for AEW, but at the same time, the key way the company is going to be able to make money is through television rights. And if you want to make it profitable, company and your parent company is like some budgets everywhere in ways that people do not expect it such as stopping movies in production stopping tv shows in production i mean it's been bloodletting there and there's probably still more to come so the timing for aaw with their deal coming up which would be at the end of next year the last two days haven't looked good end quote that's all from the Meltzer. Uh, to finish up the uh, article, it says the big concern here for AEW isn't about having their television shows canceled because Dynamite performed well in the ratings on a weekly basis. The issue is that AEW would need to land a much more lucrative TV deal in order to keep growing the main team, maintain competitiveness with WWE in the pro wrestling free agent market. The critical period for AEW's TV rights negotiation begins towards the end of this year. AEW is hoping to have top stars like CM Punk and Kenny Omega and presumably sort of whatever is going on with MJF back by then to deliver better things and put them in a stronger negotiating position. But if no other company besides WBD is a serious bidder for AEW's content and WBD is flashing budgets everywhere, it's just the latest sign that AEW might not have as much leverage to land a significantly better TV deal. Wow. All right. Matt Michaels, uh, you, you, uh, this was your article, man. It, there was definitely a lot there. And even before that article came up, I, I was hearing things just, just about what's been happening on, uh, HBO max. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been shit's gone. I'm, I'm, some shit's gone. <laughs> if there's anything, if I always tell people, the people like, I have all these streaming apps. I, I love, they go, which one you like? And, you know, they think I'm going to say Netflix. They think I'm going to say maybe Hulu. They think I'm going to say, I always say HBO Max. And now it's just amazing to think what's happening to that. All right, Mr. Michaels, what's your take, man? Well, I think the the first things first is, uh, you know, this becomes more prominent because of the, um, the deal with uh, Batgirl. Uh, all of a sudden, that getting shelved. And I, yeah, that kind of it caught everyone by surprise, right? Right. Um, it also not only was it Batgirl, um, the Flash gone. Well, the Flash is a little not the movie, the series on CW. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, well, I mean that. I think, and I think uh, you're going to see possibly um, a lot more shows like that canceled because of the budget of the shows right Mm -hmm. um so um that's the uh and then you got uh something like scoob 2 uh where you know that's maybe not something along our you know interest or our age group but it's a product that they already own a, a license that they own 
mm-hmm. and it's a marketable license, right? So you already have this established, these established products, these established, uh, uh, you know, brands that Discovery is pulling. And and let's let's be honest, this is coming from Discovery. Discovery, um, when they made the merger, uh, that's when all holy hell broke loose because they're billions of dollars uh in in the red they they you know i i don't understand how the fcc can allow a merger of companies when it's gonna sink them further into the right. red right yeah 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 that doesn't make sense at all yeah it's, mm. it's so strange um i i totally agree that you know warner discovery they suck right now um you're right. They're gutting HBO Max. Uh, you know, people are people are going on to look for stuff, and it's gone. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and in at this pace, you know, Disney and Hulu uh, and uh, Peacock um, are going to be, and Paramount then will grow because of this as well. Yep. They're going to kill themselves. Now, getting into what that means for AEW. So AEW approximately, um, it looks like it costs $321,000 per hour, okay? Discovery is usually budgeted apparently between $400,000 and $500,000 per hour. So they're coming in a little under budget. But What's interesting is this, and I, I, I've said from the beginning, if if a network gets involved, they're in big trouble. They could be absolutely fucked. This no one really saw coming. Um, the idea that yes, they do ratings uh, that are higher than, let's say, some random John Claude Van Damme movie that the company owns, right? Right. So because it's new content and it's, you know, a pretty popular product for wrestling fans, then you get an audience. However, what's interesting about that is it's costing, you know, $300,000 per hour for a two hour show. So we're looking at just over 600,000, almost 650,000. That doesn't equal the same that it takes to put on a shitty John Claude Van Damme movie <laughs> that you already right. own, right? That's true, yeah. So if you're looking, it's it's not even cutting budget because of the the programming itself. It's cutting budget because it's costing you money to actually produce the product. And when they sign the deal, the the whole uh, crutch of the deal was the fact that Warner Brothers was picking up the production costs, right? Mm-hmm. So then that would allow Tony Khan to put the money into the wrestlers. So you got right. talent then that way. So it's now becoming one of these things where um, if they do go to... so you have to now think they would go to a smaller um, network. So true TV or something along those lines, right? Well, you're not going to get them to pay for your 
whole fucking <laughs> budget. Right. So at that point, that's where it becomes questionable of can they make the money then to uh, roll into talent to sign bigger names? But my biggest question is, if you look at what they have, and they can't consistently grow their audience, then does it even matter unless it's a John Cena or a Roman Reigns? Who else can you pick up from the WWE effectively who, let's say, gets released? That would turn you a rating that would bring more eyes than what you're getting now. Yeah. And if you and if you go to a lower-tiered cable station you're already going to lose people access tv the greatest example mm-hmm. yep so you know can you can you imagine if you put impact on a platform where more people could see it and find it then you know their ratings would go up and it's it seems like if you take them away from warner brothers AEW's ratings will go down and yeah. you can't you know you can't rely on the um the money that you're going to get from these corporations for an 18 to 49 demographic because the big money in commercials are like you know towards people who are over 35 years old because they're car commercials and things that are more expensive right um whereas wrestling's main market is dominoes video games and skittles so, lots of skittles does bring bringing aew over to tbs helps reduce any of that cost of uh, 320 no. No? Okay. no same company. No, because that that that's actually the production budget of actually going and shooting and the other thing too is you got to remember they're also shooting this on the road. So I'm assuming I'm assuming that some of the costs that if AEW doesn't cost cover the cost of travel for the um, the equipment, um, they might pay for the travel of the uh, the uh, like the camera crew and the, and the rigging crew and stuff like that. They might pay for that, but. Um, you know the diesel fuel and all that kind of stuff. I think Warner Brothers co- covers that cost too. So, so what is the and and then I move over to you, um, Simon Street. What is the worst case um, scenario that can happen in this situation? The point that they just re- remove AW off of, of television, like they just decide not to want them anymore, and now they have to shop for that lesser. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they're. Yeah, their contract ends at the end of uh, 2023. Yeah, so at the end of 2023, if they can't, uh, you know, if they can't come to a new deal for a contract, um, then they are going to be having to find another network. Um, And then this just came in from American Bam Bam on Twitch. You can tell me he's the same. You can tell me Jesus ain't the son of God, and I'd still disagree more with Michael's based on what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can disagree, but unless you can prove that there's no danger right now, then 
you know, I, I mean, disagree is all you, all you want. Let me, so. let me go over to you, uh, Simon Street. What's, when you heard about this deal, I mean, what, what is your take about uh, what, what's happening here, man? Well, first and foremost, I wasn't surprised because I definitely am, am a consumer of HBO Max and many of the shows, as well as I love comics. And DC is one of them. And before this hit this week, um, I was just having casual for shits and giggles conversations with other people. And uh, with Discovery coming in and with what's on the horizon with regards to just like the competitor, Marvel, let's be honest. OK, Marvel is not coming as hard with this phase in their Marvel movies as they have done prior. You have Discovery merging with Warner Brothers, who has not done particularly well with uh, DC assets. Let's put it that way. As we stated earlier, they really gambled. So what's a way that you can gamble the dice in your favor? Go all in on a 10-year deal, which has been confirmed this week on DC, totally rebooting to match what Kevin Feige and Marvel has done. Now, <laughs> I only preface all of that. And I only preface all of that because that's a huge tall order, right? Right. right. You, you really, you really have to look at that as the bigger picture. Now, what does that mean for AEW? You know, I think Michael's really laid out some of the possibilities. Honestly, just, just, without getting stuff substantially facts, factual, right? That, that that just makes common sense. The one thing that I, I I will say about this AEW, it goes back to I like like me personally, I like the product. But the one thing I've always questioned about week in and week out whenever I have said anything uh, to provide feedback to them based on what I've seen is inconsistency and have they built a structure. I've seen that they have kind of put their product in, tried different things, whether it be people from, you know, uh, you know, past WWE or some of their newer talent, they switched to swatch. I feel like that could possibly bite them in the butt a little bit. Do I think that they're in danger uh, solely bad? No, because I think that in the grand scheme of things, you look at everything that's on the table as far as uh, just Warner's discovery. Wrestling still is a niche. Do you see what I'm saying? So kind of them having it on there couldn't hurt. And I'm only saying that as literally without having all the facts in front of me, I think it could work. Do I think that a lot of people who are on contract with AEW as they get close to that, uh, them getting a new TV deal, definitely not going to get the best deals if their contracts fall between them getting their contracts renewed. I definitely know there's going to be some cuts like WWE had of people that ain't holding their weight. I know that they're going to have to probably condense some of what their shows are, possibly. So um, what you think, Michael? Is Hunter going to have to change his number? <laughs> well, he's already going to have to change his number because I'm going to tell you right now, when I was seeing uh, uh, Adam Cole, Bebe, in, in the Undisputed Elite, I was like, well, they're going to give it as best they can, but if, when they shit is up, they're going to go right back to Hunter. I just, that's just me. I'm just going to put it out there. Well, no, you know what was interesting? And as you were saying, that was, I was kind of thinking about it. I don't know how much the contracts will be affected as much as how much Tony Khan is willing to go into the red for this. Mm. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. And yeah. we won't know. That's the frustrating thing is we won't know what his business books look like because he's not a private, uh, he's a private company. He's not a, a publicly yeah. traded company. So, yeah. you know, I mean, look, listen, in the end, look at the, the Jaguars. The Jaguars suck. They're fucking awful. Lord knows that out of all the, you know, the licensings out there, like who the fuck do you see walking around with Jacksonville Jaguar gear? 
<laughs> I know a, I know a couple of people, but they 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 only usually talk every once in a blue moon. They're not they're not at the table with the 49ers <laughs> and you know, let's put it this way, Impact ain't signing up for that bandwagon. <laughs> That's funny. So, you know, it it's it's uh yeah, it's it's frustrating as hell. Um a friend who uh <laughs> who uh posted uh this on uh Facebook um Mm-hmm. Who knew that Discovery Channel had enough money to buy Warner Brothers and that they were capping by jerk pirates? Not too long from now, we'll look at HBO like we do MTV. Remember when that was incredible? <laughs> throw, back, throw back a whiskey shot. Forget it, kid. That was another time. Be grateful you got the Snyder cut. <laughs> you know what? You know what's, you know what's funny, though? The Snyder cut, and I know we're talking about wrestling, to me... That proved that Warner Brothers was incapable since 1997. I'll be fair, 2003, of maintaining their DC franchise. After after Batman, whatever the Batman Begins trilogy, that's when they started sinking. They had a couple of blips, but they just they just couldn't do it, and it showed. Yeah. Well, I guess we will have to see well how all that goes. Uh, we'll see. Let's move over into our second count. WWE talent not happy about fans turning on Liv Morgan during Friday night SmackDown. This is uh, reported by WrestlingNews.co. All right. uh, It just reads that uh, WWE SmackDown women's champion Liv Morgan was interviewed uh, during Friday night SmackDown. And um, she talked about retaining her title during her match with Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam. But fans seemed to turn against her there were audible bulls heard during her segment a 180 from the reaction she's been getting through most of uh this year and some of the criticism online in recent days from fans is that morgan hasn't been booked to look like a true champion and instead she's been made to look like someone who was barely lucky to have the title because she hasn't been given decisive wins yet on pay-per-view and perhaps the crowd reaction will cause triple h to adjust how She's been booked so far. Also, uh, you you could you see some of the WWE talent is not happy about the negative fan reaction. Kayla Braxton, who was in the ring with Morgan and Rhea Ripley, commented uh, on the fans at the show. So just a couple of those. That Rhea just pretty much said that at WWE Universe, booing at you only live once. Fickled. Lives. There's still room if you decide to stop caring about everyone's opinion. That's sticking the storyline, which is great. But Kayla here, who was in the ring, and did definitely had a, a, a face of disappointment said for those wondering why i looked annoyed i was disappointed with the disrespectful chance toward our smackdown women's champion you only live once it's so deserving so hush it when she speaks um so uh a lot here let me just kind of um Mention this is something that I truly don't and 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 I could be wrong on this and I'm sure someone like um, you know Matt might know a little bit more info on this maybe not, Uh, but as you're going through your performance center and you're you're learning to do everything you can in the ring doing all your ring moves and how to walk down the 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 aisle and you know how to stand in the ring on you know facing the camera and there's so many things that you. You learn. You even get in in the ring, and I'm sure they give you a microphone, and 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 you're working on how to speak 
on whatever the topic they give you. And, you know, I guess after that, you start to find yourself out on uh, on NXT, NXT 2.0, whatever the case may be. Now, one thing, of course, with NXT 2.0, the fans are pretty consistent, right? They, If they like you, they usually would kind of cheer you. If they don't like you, uh, they will boo you. So you don't get too much of um, the time where you're face and then they'll just come in and boo you. I think maybe the last time we, we saw that is back when you had uh, Wesley and um, his tag partner uh, back when they were being champs, you know, and that was a whole nother craziness that was going on during that mm-hmm. time. But I think what the problem is, is yes, I'm sure they go through that training, but I think the What's not happening is how do you train? How do you discuss when fans are going to turn against you and how you should react to that? And I and and I think what probably should happen is why not bring in uh, maybe I don't know people not fans at all, but people that maybe af- affiliated with the performance center or however you bring in a hundred, two hundred people who comes and sit in the audience who's, you know, who's actually listening to someone who's kind of controlling the crowd on what to boo or what to cheer. And as you bring in different talents who's going to come in, you're going to give them their talking points. They're not sure what the crowd is going to do. One thing they understand is that they were told, hey, you are now the NXT Women's Champion. You're now the SmackDown Champion. And you're going to go out there and you're going to say some words about this person. And then as they're going through this trial, they walk out, they say their words, and the people who are brought in, if these, quote, fans, but of course, these are just people who just, you know, work for whatever, the company, maybe from that point, they cheer them as usual, and then maybe they just, you know, through a decision, they tell them to boo them right during their talk. And then the question becomes, what do that talent does when they get booed? That becomes the lesson right there. Because when you see what happens when they make that decision, that's when you can start going, hey, see, when that happens, this is probably how you should react. And the bottom line is you never know how people are going to react, period, when you're in a live setting, right? I mean, how many pilots, I'm sure, practice how you're supposed to land a plane when you lose two engines? You know, I'm sure it's very difficult, but I'm sure there's a way you can still fly that plane or coast that plane through you never hope you ever have to do that but you know there's a training that is for that and there should be that general for the talent it seems like that whenever this happens when you watch live or and and listen ronda didn't go through nxt at all but, but she got also distracted during the time when roman reigns used to get booed out you know at he got distracted at times so you see this there's got to be something that can be done that uh, you should be aware of how to handle the fans and not go playing heel. You know what I'm saying? You can admit that, you know, I think the first thing you should do when you hear fans booing and that's a complete shock is first off, just be quiet and just listen, let them chant, look around for a minute and while you're doing that, create your thoughts on what your words are going to say. Don't let the first thing come out, you know, where now you begin to cuss. And now Fox is trying to figure out where the censor button is because you're going you're about to go haywire here. And, and now you're beginning to get totally distracted when you're supposed to show yourself as a strong champion. 
So I don't know. That's just my thoughts on the whole thing. I think there needs to be a bigger, a better training when it comes to talent standing in the ring from the Performing Arts Center, bring outside people who are told when to cheer, when to boo, and see what the talent does. I think that will create for a better experience. I could be wrong. That's where I'm going with this, uh, this whole thing. I know the title of this is saying that there was a talent. The talent, of course, was um, was um, uh, Kayla. Uh, she was the one that was um, that was upset about the whole thing. But what do you guys take on this? Um, even if you believe the fans were right or the fans were wrong in their booing in this situation, and we all can can uh, debate whether the fans are right or wrong. Shouldn't there clearly be some sort of system that you know how to handle that when that happens instead of you looking lost like you don't know where to go? I'll start with you, Simon Street. What do you think, man? Well, it's really uh, for anything. And like I said, um, I do I do have some uh, – I don't talk about it all the time on the show, but I do have some acting background. I've been acting in community theater since I was seven years old. And at a young age, I was taught because I suffered from stage fright. And I remember the director told me, it's how you pivot. Of course, at seven years old, I had to ask him what pivot meant. But basically what it is, is how you pivot. How do you go with it? Yeah. You know, embrace it and in, in a way of synergy, turn it around to make it work for you. And I think that that's something that uh, you can give the book or you can instruct a class. But it's up to the person that's receiving the knowledge to be able to take it and make of it what they will when they have that time. Um, I will say this. It, does, it doesn't It uh, does surprise me that a lot of the talent backstage, as was stated in this article, that, you know, they, were, they, they weren't too happy about it. Because from what I've ever heard, and I'm not backstage, obviously, but I've always heard nothing but nice things about Liv Morgan, who she is as a person and who she is as coming up through the ranks from NXT, humble beginnings, onto the main roster, sticking it in there, uh, part of a great... Uh, you know, faction that she had, and then they were totally gone. Most people don't even survive that. Let's put that put, put it that way. They get lost in the shuffle. And she really tried to cultivate and build that from her. So I think that's why they stated that. But when I think about Liv Morgan, and I've stated in the last show, um, I'm going to use the, the, the phrase that Sin City Steve says all the time, don't insult my intelligence. And that has unfortunately been some, some of the problem with the Liv Morgan thing. But I'm going to say this. Mm -hmm. She just wasn't right. I think Liv Morgan has a everything that 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 is required for her to be a star, mm -hmm. but they pulled her card too quickly, and I don't know the reason why. Um, I wish that she was already ripe, and that's not to take away from her and the work she's done. I really do like Liv Morgan and want to see more of her. I really liked her when she was in NXT originally, um, but I do think that that it's a mixture of a lot of different things that's going on. The one thing I will say that it's interesting to see what's going to happen. I'll, I'll say two things and then I'll be done. Yeah. Um, when you look at right now, currently the NXT roster, okay? I'm only going to throw a couple of names up. Whether they end up on the main roster in the next month or two or half a year or whatever, it, it's one of those things to where if you're a Liv Morgan, you're going to definitely want to pivot and find some kind of way to make sure that you, you stand the test of time. Gigi Dolan. She gets to the main roster, especially with what the change that's been made. She definitely has everything to make and to be a star. Mm -hmm. um, someone that'll take a while, 
but she has something there. Last Legend. Don't know what it is yet, but she has something there. Needs more season. Uh, you have Indy Hartwell that could possibly be, you know, go up to the main roster and do something. <laughs> Cora Jade, when she gets to be 25 years old, she will <laughs> make something of herself too. Hell, even Wendy Chu could do something, right? Then we're not even talking about Tiffany Stratton. We're not even talking about Nikita Lyons. We're not even talking about even Lil, Lil Roxanne Perez. The reason why I named those people is because if you're a Liv Morgan, if you look at in-ring and you look at promos, they're either on par where she is right now in NXT 2.0 or a little bit beyond her in some ways. And that's not to put her down. I'm just saying that with that coming up, how do you pivot with what's going on right now? Now, the only suggestion that I would give, and it's just maybe me playing Booker or whatever, which we all love to do on a while, I think lean to uh, her strengths. Liv Morgan is very captivating as a character when she is being victimized. And it sounds horrible, but when she overcomes being a victim. Mm -hmm. If I were her, I would have Shayna Baszler book her to, to, to take that belt and, and just, just victimize her horribly. Like like Kofi Kingston and uh, freaking Brock Lesnar. That bad. The reason why I say that is because if she's able to pivot, at least in that moment, she will be able to stay in the thick of it, overcome it, embrace all the booze that people kind of had, use that synergy, and then give then, – then hopefully she'll be ripe enough six months, maybe a little bit later, in a different climate. But, I mean, those are just my uh, opinions on that one. I hope she does well because, I, like I said, I really do like Liv Morgan. I really, really do. You know, Matt Michaels, uh, on the show – there, first off, there were a, quite a few fans that had uh, Liv Morgan signs up. Um, I mean, there was a pretty nice pop uh, for her. And uh, this was, of course, in uh, uh, South Carolina. They were at uh, Friday night. And just right in the middle of, you know, her talk, it just seemed like some of the fans just was like, and they just kind of switch. You know, the scary thing about sometimes with the fans is that if they if 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 people um you know when fans watch and they know that they're about to come into their town next sometimes they'll bring that same energy mm -hmm. they saw on the TV into that arena as well so you know it it, it could it could start being a thing for her hopefully not hopefully wherever they at friday it go away but the bottom line is she kind of needs to know what to do regardless in that situation what is your take when you saw what happened this past uh, Friday? And I mean, in, is there anything that can be done to better prepare all talent? But when fans decide they just want to completely go 180 on you uh, during a live event? Well, it depends on what your absolute goal with your character is. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons it doesn't work with Liv is because I don't think Liv knows what her character is because mm. i sure can't tell you what she is right right um and it doesn't help so when you win the title the build-up for that was that she was signed at 18 has been with the company 10 years um you know everyone saw this potential and her and, you know, it was kind of the underdog building up, right? Yeah. 
and she won it and um fans were appreciative of the time she put in and you know you can applaud a victory like that and then the second match with ronda happened yeah or the actual first match with ronda mm-hmm. and that finish and then on top of it suspending quote-unquote ronda was something that just worked against her and it's hard to come back because from that because of the fact that fans uh you know they they like you said i don't even think it's necessarily seeing other people boo or or take that perspective of not liking someone as much as mm-hmm. I think if the if the people who were in the venue on Friday night, those people already had those opinions going into it, right? Mm-hmm. So around the country, you already have people who have those opinions who are going to show up at a WWE show and boo the people that they don't think should have the uh, the kind of pushes. Um, you know, look at Roman and how much the fans just Daniel Bryan. Him. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So so that's one thing. Now, personally, I think that what do you do? Okay, so you're frustrated. You, you curse on Fox, which I'm sure they fucking love. <laughs> right. Um, so so what do you do? Personally, make live a heel at this point. You're seeing this happening. Make her a heel, and have her take the. Um, to have her take that attitude she had for for that brief you know part of that segment and make that the character make it you know what isn't that kind of a little bit kind of what Lacey's kind of doing right now with hers i mean Who? she came in Lacey Evans Who? she had she, she ain't been on in the last couple episodes yeah i know but you know <laughs> that's what they were doing right i mean but, but there's a difference because with Lacey she Evans she ain't got the title well, and with Lacey Evans, it was it was a forced character change. Like yeah. they, they, it wasn't something the fans weren't booing Lacey. She was the one who they they made her turn on the fans. Right. So it was they, almost expected too. So I mean, yeah, and they, and they spent. See, that's the other thing too, right? Live. They didn't put a lot of times, you know, building up with Lacey. They they put the time into building up this whole thing that she's an XGI and she went through this hard life and et cetera, et cetera. And you want to cheer her. And then all of a sudden, all they just go, yeah, fuck it. You're going to be a heel. I got a feeling that's why she's not on TV right now is because that was Vince. He was still creative since he's been gone from creative. Lacey hasn't been on TV. So they're figuring that out with her live there in a tight spot because she's got the belt. So you got but two if, choices: take the belt ask, off her, or or retool her character right now while she has the, the title. If if they were to make her heel, would that give the indication that the fans may have too much control? That's something that Vince never liked to pay attention to. He didn't care if you booed or not. He's going to stick with the character as what it is. But if they now switch that, and the fans knew that after two weeks. After one week, which they know was never in the plan for her to switch, 
and then come the second week, they boo, and then she turns. You don't, that do, you don't do that quick. You don't do that quick. No, no, it's it's, it's, it's going to look. You're, you're, I mean, it's going to look forced. It's going to look. Well, it would have to happen before the next pay per view, right? Uh, no. You know what? The next pay per view is September 30th. Clash of the Castle. You, she's oh, that's up against oh, Shayna. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. going against Shayna Baszler. There's not much you can do other than what Michael says. You're going to okay. have to probably turn her heel. If not, my idea might actually work too. Have Shayna Baszler go in there because it looks like she's still booked as a heel. I could be wrong. Um, and just totally destroy her. Like I'm just saying, like like to take her, yeah. take that belt off of her right now. The only problem is though, and taking the belt off of her is one thing. That's fine. But if you have her destroy her, Liv Morgan might as well just never come back. Because you you end she's already not credible. How do you kill her career? Take the not credible person. See, when Kofi lost in such a quick fashion. He lost, but he was credible. He, you know, True. It, it, fans were were acceptance of him and his character. If you do this to Liv Morgan now, she's done. She's done. Well, let me ask you this question: Do you feel like there is a little little room, although maybe might be small, for if you tailor her fall, right? Much like we're saying with Kofi, even though she's not credible, because I agree with you on that one. If you tailor that to be her story. Do you see what I'm saying? And even have it to where she could be healed in that fashion. Do you, you, I mean, I did because because I, I still feel like there's an upside to Liz. It may, it, it, Liz. Right. And maybe that's just and maybe that's just me because well, I, you know, I, I genuinely like her. Well, by the way, she also still have a, a, a I think, a large fan base, despite the fact we we probably heard she has a 5, growing 000. fan base. No, she has a growing fan base. OK, it's, okay. it's, 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 it's been growing in the last six months uh, uh, substantially. Very but, right. I don't know what her merch sales are. Well, that's the whole thing. The whole thing is, is that that fan base is most likely young girls, and if you're selling merch, then and you're a lot not of going. <laughs> what? And a lot oh, of guys. Oh, hold on. Oh, sorry, sorry. Young girls and impact. <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. I'm messing with you, man. There's a lot I'm of guys that live. Fans. Of course, there's a lot of yeah. guys. She's a gorgeous woman, blonde hair. But, yes, but at the same time, it's still the guys. Who are booing the loudest at shows? It's true. You very, can very true. love her looks, but think that she's an awful wrestler, right? Look at Carmella. Let's be real. Look at Carmella. Do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> but the but the, tr- right. the truth of the matter is, is on it. Honestly, if the money is there, if if they see that sales are happening with T-shirts, um, and you know other merchandise that she has with her, you know, name on it, then they're going to probably have a harder time not trying to continue to establish her as a baby face. Um, And if that's the case, then she's really going to have to work hard on not having that snapback at the crowd because what you are doing is you're, you're being mean to the people being mean to you. But by doing that now, those people who like you start going, well, is this kind of person I really want to like anymore? Cause she's kind of a bitch. Yeah. Yep. I agree. All right. Let's go over into count three. three. 
And this one was Sasha Banks finally breaks her silence on Twitter. And pretty much the article was just uh, saying that she sent a heartfelt message to her fans and her upcoming appearance to the C2E2. Uh, of course, we know she walked out on the Raw um, and her and Naomi. So, uh, but the article just says that Banks has been spotted publicly on a bunch of occasions ever since walking out on Raw. And she is all set to appear at the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. Uh, actually, this this week, past weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And the official Twitter handle, C2E2, shared a tweet hyping up Banks' appearance. The former Raw Women's Champion responded to the tweet and sent a wholesome message to her fans. She, quote, I'm so excited to see you guys this weekend. I love you. And I love you. And that's it. And so, uh, and that was pretty much the end of the tweet. So, yeah, she broke her silence there. Let me go over to you, uh, Simon Street. This was your article. What What was your take on this, man? What What made you want to throw this out? Um, definitely the take is, is you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit uh, last week, too, is um, it's only a matter of time for Sasha Banks to come back to WWE. And, and we have had some insider which we will not disclose the names of these individuals that do have some insider information that she is already back and that was one of the people obviously hunter when he made his rounds to uh you know once mm-hmm. taken over uh but it's interesting enough because i wanted to go on to point it out because the one thing that even as a fan and, and anybody who watches this show y'all know um i love me some sasha banks but mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm i'm but but i'm not a a, a fan that's blinded by the truth and the truth of the matter is, is, is Sasha in the past has had uh, mixed reviews when it comes to how she views fans, right? Uh, particularly, uh, you know, not understanding the way this business works, right? And some people have. I remember uh, Bully Ray had basically told her, like, you should be more worried if, if they're not looking for you, right? So I thought it was interesting that she's taking this take to really embrace it. And, and there was another article that... Before I found this one, I, I thought I saved and I didn't. But it talked about how some people were actually talking about um, how there was a distance for like the C2 uh, convention for, you know, the meet and greet. And how some males were like, man, well, if you're a male, I had to be like three feet away from her. To whereas if the females, they could be close. And I wish I could have found that. Um, me personally, I've taken a picture with Sasha Banks. And I was all up close and personal, not too much to get in trouble, but I'm saying as normal as anybody else who, who paid for that. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm pointing this out because that's something that, um, and I think it might've been Michaels to a certain extent said that, okay, <laughs> some of these things that you got going on sometimes, whether it's been substantiated or not, or it's just flabbergasted, right? You might want to think about it going back in because although you have an upside, although that Hollywood has your ear, Kevin Hart wants to do some stuff with you, other people want to do some stuff with you. You want to make sure you still keep this vehicle rolling. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, because Sasha Banks has more for her career and, and not to just rest on your laurels because there's still things that you need to do. And I think the fan base is the big part. And from what I saw in this article, her taking those steps, I hope that that is, uh, you know, a foreshadowing of, of things she needs to correct. You know, I understand uh, well, I, I don't want to say I want to say. Let me correct myself. I can see why her and some people get weirded out by by weird fans. Come on, guys, 
we didn't been to wrestling events, comic cons and conventions. And sometimes fandomodium can get a little bit crazy. Sometimes people get a little bit nutty. But at the end of the day, you chose this line of work. You chose it. So you know it was going to be like that. And as much as I love Shasha Banks, that's the only feedback I can give as a fan. When you come back to WWE, which we know is going to happen, that's going to be the tail of the tape. How well are you working with a lot of things? Because now a lot of things are in your court. And I don't want to sound like I know it all. I really don't. This is just my my strong opinion, right? Mm -hmm. When she comes back, all right, Hunter's in charge. Be a team player. Play nice in the sandbox. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to your fans, which are the number one reason that got you here, start start doing more things like this. Do you see what I'm saying? And it's not me trying to bad mouth. I'm just being real because there's other people that are doing this all the time. You know, something needs to be, she needs to do something different because if Vince didn't have this, this stuff going on, I'm going to be real with you. It's sad to say she wouldn't have been back in WWE. She probably wouldn't have went to AEW, possibly to face Thunder Rosa for the AEW title. And that may have not have panned out as great as she may have think it is possibly because some of the same things that happened with WWE would have happened at, uh, you know, uh, AEW. Just to be honest with you, you can only stay so relevant uh, in a new pool. So that's kind of why I brought it that because I wanted to take an opportunity as a fan to actually yeah. kind of point that out because, you know, everybody's been talking about when she's coming back, but let's be honest. What have you done for the fans? And this, and, and now everybody's watching. Everybody's watching because we a lot of people ain't forgot. You know, Michael's. Um, I know you. You probably still take the opinion that um, you know, as far as you're concerned, uh, she should just be done. Um, but it looked like they, you know, there's a chance that she may. Uh, come back and and now be under some different uh you know uh, you know there's someone willing to work with her i would i would also assume that they probably have told her too that look hey man this is this is gonna be the last time that you're gonna do this uh you know and it's gonna be a wrap after that uh because we can't keep having that just because you know and that's you know, and that's stephanie's conversation with her you know I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's exactly that's Stephanie's conversation. So yeah. mm -hmm. I, I agree a hundred percent. If uh, they're signing her back, you know that that conversation has oh, yeah. to be part of it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So I don't know, man. I guess we we will see. I don't know how much uh, more you you really want to add uh, to that, but yeah, I don't I don't know where uh, you know. I mean, we just have to look, look and see. Yeah, let's face it. the 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 only thing that we can do now is see. If Naomi and Sasha come back as part of this tag team tournament, right? And do they win the titles, um, or do they then come in after the new champions and say we never lost the titles, we just took a, a extended break? <laughs> so, but but even if that's the case, I, I think either way, oh man, I don't know. This is gonna be a tough one. See, this is one of the ones again where. Fans would definitely want to cheer them. On the other hand, knowing under the circumstances, they may boo that. Not the little girls, of course, but us fans. They go, nah, I don't, I'm not sure. I, it could be, 
I don't think it'll be too bad, to be honest with you. I mean, I thought about that, too. It's just to be fair, as a fan, I thought about that, too, for a second. But I thought about, like, nah, they're not really tripping over. But I will tell you this. I don't know, man. Fans, <laughs> fans can well, be Well, little... they're fickle. They're fickle. <laughs> they're fickle. But, you know, the one thing I will add to this, though, is um, first and foremost, what tag teams have been established for the goddamn tag team? Uh, You'll find that we, on my- we really don't have any. So, 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 Michaels, you might be right, bro. Because, because, look, look, my thing is like this. Look, we're gonna let you back in. All right, new, you got new management. All right, we gonna we we gonna work with you. But I'm gonna need you to I'm gonna need you to fall back back to what you had before. Right. We're not going to give you the ties. We're going to let you be because you real technically are a tag team. Most likely they're going to probably have Io Shirai in, in Dakota Kai as a tag team. You know what I'm saying? They'll have mm-hmm. some. So I, I'm hoping that they, if I was me, and trust me, if I run some things, it, the road might come to an end. But what I would do is I would say, Sasha, Naomi, ordinarily in these circumstances, we would not even ask you to come back. But we see the worst in you. And what I would like you to do is take that veteran instinct that you both have and make this one of the best tag team tournaments we could ever have and make it to where we get to the very end and whoever that next tag team, put them the hell over to the moon. The bottom line is they what they see is dollars <laughs> from there. Well, I mean, we said that last time. I mean, come on, man. I mean, anybody who's engaged is is much more, more for Sasha, and, and I wouldn't say so much Naomi, but Naomi's ties obviously to the bloodline and stuff like that to a certain extent, but more for Sasha – She's somebody that's engaged in Hollywood, and, and it is a business at the end of the day. You know, if Matt Michaels was in WWE, right, as announcer, and Matt Michaels came out with a video game or a book, mm-hmm. WWE would be cool with that. We're going to mention it because it's one of our own that's engaged in something outside of it. Then gives more eyes to the product, even if it's regulars or new people. Am I aligned with that one, Michael Michaels? No, as long as they have the blessing on it, you know, as long as they ran it yeah. by them. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I just think my, my final thought on the women's, mm-hmm. you know, tournament. Listen, don't be surprised if you see um, Tamina and Nia Jax. I would love to see that. I got a feeling Nia's coming back. I think we're going to see Toxic Attraction come up as well from NXT 2.0. I'm just putting that out there in the evening. Well, I mean, just to fill in. Well, it's no, no. Seriously, though, if it, depending on how they set up the tournament and how it's done, how many teams and how it's extended and stuff, who knows what the fucking process is? But there's a good chance that toxic attractions coming up because what you do now is you have Mandy drop the title to Zoe, yep. Yep. and if that's the case, then Mandy comes up, toxic attraction comes up, and there you have an instant heel team. To go yep. against Sasha and Naomi's faces. And they would have to be on SmackDown because they cannot be on no damn Raw because you already got uh, Sky and Sky in Bailey. And who knows how this is, you know, no one really, it, it's not the Raw women's tag team. It's just the, the women's tag team yeah, title. women's tag team, yeah. yeah. So we're going to see probably, you know, probably two teams, four teams on each brand, maybe, you know, four and four on raw or, you know, so you have, um, two teams, two drop, two teams. drop in. Yeah, you're right. Something and then, you know, then those two winners go against each other and one advances. That's how I would do it is, 
is basically eight teams total, four from Raw, four from SmackDown, and eventually you have Raw versus SmackDown for that championship. Do you think they'll push that more towards Survivor Series? <laughs> Just out of shits and giggles? <laughs> Dude, at this point, I think if you go back and listen to about a year or two or three years ago, we had the exact same conversation about these belts and Survivor Series. So Sure the hell did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the... It, you know what? Yeah. There you go. There's the bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to be hitting the OT uh, pretty soon. So good stuff. Good talk, fellas. It's great. That's our three count right there. Thanks, everyone, for uh, for definitely putting in your uh, comments. A lot of people have some um, even extra comments about the uh, Warner Brothers, but we went ahead and responded to that. Feel free. By the way, you know, when these videos are loaded onto our um, our social um, networks, the comments is still running and so feel free to add any other information you want to throw in that and um hey we'll, we'll jump back in there um anyways our final thoughts uh folks have a good week and make sure you continue to do your best to be kind to one another because that's what we need and um just continue to watch more wrestling you know i think that's what the world needs should be wrestling on 24 hours, seven days a week on a channel, and you should be should be required watching. So hold on. Wasn't that the same commercial for WWE Network when it first launched? <laughs> <laughs> I swear. You yeah. almost took the same words out of their mouth. That's dope. Then. See, I should be with the uh I should be with the company. Simon Street, what's your final thoughts, man? Look, y'all, uh Continue to watch wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan, I mean, man, be just be elated at the new changes that WWE has had because uh, I've definitely noticed a new recipe in the gumbo that is WWE. If uh, you know Monday and in and Friday was any case, but outside of all that, man, goes without saying. Uh, thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you so much for uh, you know allowing us to entertain you. Uh, you know, you could have been anywhere else in the world doing whatever else on, you know, listen, but you decided to stick with us and listen to us. So we appreciate that. Also, too, I'm going to try this. Please, by all means, R-E-P-P, Rep Sports. And uh, if you use the uh, user code Vegas, V-E-G-A-S, uh, you can get you some nice sweet deals, rep sports for all of your beneficial sports need drinks. I hope I did it as well as Sin City Steve. Probably not. All right, no doubt. Matt Michaels. Yeah, uh, happy birthday to the military, too. I think that's what he says every week as well. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> not listening at that point. So I, I don't know. <laughs> Right. Uh, and, and finally, uh, to the storm and Mormon who uh, got married, mm -hmm. um, listen, uh, we do have to apologize, uh, knowing that you are a huge wrestling fan. Um, we thought it would be great to get you a wrestling specific gift uh, for your wedding. But apparently uh, things didn't go right at the reception. I guess that a live cobra is not a good idea to put in a box. <laughs> and um, what happened to Liz and Randy uh, happened to uh, the Storm of Mormon. And uh, we do apologize for, uh, for having a, a live snake at your wedding. Hopefully 
you have a lively snake this uh, honeymoon, and oh. uh, all things will be good. Okay. Totally Michaels. Totally Michaels. <laughs> not, not me. All right. <laughs> Everyone, thanks for hanging out. We will see you next week. All right. Until then, happy wrestling. Peace. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. <laughs>